Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson on confusing word pairs. Now, this is a lesson where I will talk about some homophones, words that are spelled differently but sound the same. Sometimes they're even spelled the same but they have different meanings. But mostly, this will be a lesson about words I've collected over the last couple of years where people have asked me either what the difference is in how they sound uh, or in pronunciation or meaning or maybe they just get them confused with each other easily. They're words that are very similar in spelling but usually different in a little bit different in pronunciation and in usage. Um so, I will look at words for sure like can and can't. Um I'm over pronouncing it right now but that was a word pair on my list that people often have trouble understanding when they hear someone speaking English quickly. They're not sure if the person has says has said can or can't. So, once again, welcome to this English lesson about confusing word pairs. So, I'm gonna show you two words at a time and I'm going to talk about how each word is pronounced if they have different pronunciation and then I'll talk a little bit about the meaning of each. Uh before we get started though, I do wanna say hi to everybody in the chat. Hello, everybody who's here. I didn't have a lot of time to chat this morning. Um for some reason, it took me a while to get ready. I didn't sleep in but I think I was kind of dragging my feet this morning. When you drag your feet, it means you do everything a little more slowly than you normally would. Let me do an audio check. Yeah, so I was dragging my feet this morning. It took me a while to do everything that I do in the morning took extra long. Anyways, hi to Guhan and Mode Eggs and Brent and Tony. I know Lolly Lolly is here. Madi is here as well. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. Maria C is here when I scroll back. Seo Wu, John Chu, Sam the Taiwanese. Uh good to see all of you here. Judith is here. Linda is here. I see them in the chat as well. Good to see so many familiar names. Um and Brent from American English with this guy. I might have mentioned him twice but if you're gonna mention somebody twice, might as well be Brent. He's a good guy. Um anyways, uh remember this lesson is about learning English, not about asking questions in the chat, okay? If you do have a question and it's related to this topic, please use the form to ask the question, okay? But I think it might be time to get this lesson started. So, the first word pair we're going to look at is the word pair shade and shadow. So, obviously, these words are completely different in spelling and completely different in pronunciation but what makes this word pair confusing for people is often in your own language, you don't have two words for shade and shadow. So, in English, if you stand under a tree, you are in the shade. Sometimes when you're talking to someone and you're in the sun, you might say, let's go stand in the shade over there and you might walk and stand in the shade under a tree or beside a building. The key with the word shade is to know that you are usually in it, okay? You can be in the shade or you can go in the shade. The shade is falling on you from something large, usually like a tree. Your shadow on the other hand is made by your body or by your hands. Have you ever made um I was gonna try to do shadow puppets. Have you ever done shadow puppets? You can see there's a shadow on my shirt a little bit from the butterfly I'm trying to make. 
but your shadow is on the ground. When a person walks along, you can see that there is a shadow beside them. Um so again, probably the best way to remember it is this. You can stand in the shade and your body casts a shadow. Um hopefully that helps you understand the difference. The next two word pairs are listen and hear. So, again, these are not um related in the sense of how they are spelled or their pronunciation. They're quite different words but we have listen and we have hear. Listening is something you choose to do. You can listen to some music. You can listen for the sound of your alarm clock in the morning. When you listen, you are deciding to use your ears to either hear something or wait to hear something, okay? So, sometimes in the morning, if I listen uh really carefully, I can hear the rain. So, notice I used both words differently there. When you hear something, the sound comes to you, okay? Right now, I can hear the rain outside. Right now, I can hear the wind outside. But notice I can change it. If I decide that I like the sound that the rain makes, I can say, Jen and I might sit outside later and listen to the rain. So, there's an element in the word listen where the person is deciding to do it. You decide to listen to music. You decide to listen to the rain. Sometimes, it's nice to just listen to the sound of waves. But, if I was walking along the beach and then all of the sudden, the waves got really big, I could say, oh, I all all of the sudden, I heard the waves. I was able to hear the waves. Hopefully, that was a good explanation. We'll see. Um let me see here. So, the next two are suit and sweet. So, suit and sweet. They are very close in spelling. They are very different in pronunciation. So, when I go somewhere formal, I often wear a suit. Um a suit is a really nice outfit. You have a suit jacket. You have pants. You wear a nice dress shirt and a tie. When you go somewhere formal like a wedding, you usually will wear a suit. When you go to a hotel, you might stay in a suite. So, this is actually pronounced the same way as you know, sugar is sweet. That's S-W-E-E-T. Um but a suite is uh, a small room or collections a collection of rooms in a place like a hotel. So, if I wanna look good, I wear a suit. Um if I want to stay somewhere nice, I might rent a suite at a hotel. Um Sometimes people even build what's called an in-law suite on their house. So, they'll add um like a small kitchen and a bathroom and a bedroom and they will have their um father their elderly father or mother live in the in-law suite. We sometimes call it a granny flat as well. So, you wanna look nice, you wear a suit. If you go somewhere, you might rent a suite. And then I see Key Park in the chat say, listen is active, hear is passive. Exactly, yes. Hearing is something that happens to you. Listening is something you choose to do. So, here's the classic one and some of you were puzzling over the thumbnail of this video because it has a picture of the desert and it has a dessert as well. This has a very subtle difference in spelling and pronunciation. So, Desert has one S. 
and dessert has two S's. Uh the desert of course is a very hot dry place with lots of sand. Um it gets very hot during the day and it can get very cold at night. I've never been to the desert. Um apparently it's a very cool thing to see. I did fly over the desert once from uh on my way from Paris to South Africa to Johannesburg. Um there was just miles and miles of sand in the desert below us but sometimes after supper we might have dessert. Um it's nice to have a little bit of dessert. Sometimes we'll have something called jello. I'm not sure if you've ever had that or pudding or maybe Jen will bake a pie. We'll have some dessert after we eat. This one uh made my list because it came up a couple of times during my live lessons. The difference between accept and accept. So, there is in my opinion a slight difference in pronunciation when you have accept. So, if someone gives me a gift, I will accept the gift. I'm over pronouncing it a little bit. It does start with an A sound but if you were to hand me a gift, I would accept your gift. I would take the gift from you, okay? So, often um politicians do not accept gifts um because it's not good because they might be um people might be trying to bribe them. So, they usually don't accept gifts but if you look at this picture, all of the circles are orange except one. So, notice I I pronounce that with a softened E sound. A little bit of an E instead of an A. So, you accept gifts. I'm over pronouncing it and everything in this picture, all the circles um most of the circles are orange except one which is red, okay? So, accept and accept. If you ac- accidentally pronounce these the same, I guarantee you no one will notice, okay? Um it's a very subtle difference and I wouldn't get too worried about it but for those of you who want to uh speak perfect English, certainly work on saying politicians do not accept gifts. Uh most of the circles are orange except one is red. So, there's a couple examples again for you. Let's talk a little bit about borrow and lend. This can kind of um trip people up. When something trips you up, it's an English phrase that means it it causes you confusion or you're not sure which one to use. When you borrow money, it means that you are receiving money from someone. Kids often borrow money from their parents. Sometimes people will have someone in their family who likes to borrow money all the time. It means they're always asking for money. They're always wanting money and they're always saying, hey, can you lend me some money. So, when you lend money, you are the person giving the money. When you borrow money, you are the person taking the money. Oftentimes, people will go to the bank because they want the bank to lend them money. They go to the bank because they want to borrow money from the bank. So, again, when you are borrowing money, you are you are the person taking the money, okay? Um when I was a kid, I borrowed money from my parents. They gave me money to pay for college but I had to pay them back later. So, they gave me money or they lent me money, past tense. So, when you lend, you are the person giving the money. When you borrow, you are the person taking the money. Um this one came up a few times and I think I talked about this in another lesson once but 
collar and color. So, people ask about the difference in pronunciation between collar and color. So, a collar is something a dog wears or a pet oftentimes. Um Oscar has a collar and it gets a little bit loose and sometimes it falls off and then we can't find it on the farm. That happened once or twice when he was younger um because you don't want the collar too tight. Um so, we left it a little loose and then we had to buy another one. Um but color is just red, white, blue, purple, green, yellow. I don't know if I've said <laughs> all the colors. I think there's eight or fifteen distinct colors depending on how you define them. Um but color and collar. Notice the collar sounds a lot like the verb to call. You know, I'm going to call my brother. My dog wears a collar. And color um just has a little bit of a slight difference to the beginning of the pronunciation call. It's call. More like the verb to call which means, you know, sometimes we have a hundred um flower a hundred plants and three aren't doing well. So, we'll call them. That's it's a very unique verb. You might not know that verb but collar is something a dog wears and color is something that refers to all of the shades and tones that we see. But hey, let's uh let's look at some questions. Um let me just make an adjustment here. Let's look at some questions. I made the questions a bit bigger and I made me a little smaller. So, we'll see how that goes. Let me find the first question here. Uh let's see here. Um first question is from Mode and Mode says, the other day, I wanted to make a cake. I got the butter right but I added salt to the batter instead of sugar and messed it up. I better learn from this bitter experience. So, excellent Mode. So, we have butter, batter and bitter. Okay, butter is something that you make from cream and sometimes you bake with it. It's a kind of fat. Um batter is when you mix water and flour and oil and eggs and you have kind of a thick liquid, we call it a batter. When you make pancakes, you often will make pancake batter and you'll put the batter in the pan and if something is bitter, it has a bit of a a bit of a sour taste. It's the opposite of sweet. Thanks for those examples, Mo. That was great. Let's see here. So, Judith says, hi, Bob. Are are you okay? Yes. My confusing word pair is desperate and disparate. As my bonus, can you explain the next relating idiom? Desperate times call for desperate measures. When you are desperate, you mean it means you really want something to happen or you need something to happen. The best example would be if you were in the desert and you didn't have water, eventually you would be desperate for a drink of water. You would need it really badly and want it really badly. Disparate simply means, you know, a variety. Let me get a a meaning for that. Disparate. There we go. Essentially different in kind, not allowing comparison. So, there you go. That's not a very common word for sure. Um I I don't even know if I've ever used the word disparate in speech. I do know how to pronounce it though. That's really that's really all I got going for me with that one. Uh so, there you go, Judith. Hopefully, that helped. And then the idiom, desperate times call for desperate measures. It means that people will do things they normally wouldn't do when they are desperate. So, a good example would be if the government doesn't listen to people's complaints, eventually people will protest. When people are desperate, when the government won't listen, sometimes they will protest. So, they they're desperate for change. They really want change. 
but because it's not happening, they will do something like protest which we would call a desperate measure. Let me get to the next question here. Ruslan. Ruslan says, hello, super teacher Bob. How are you today? Sir, could you show some examples of word pairs farther versus further? They are always difficult for me to distinguish. So, first of all, farther and further, um, native English speakers sometimes just use them interchangeably. Like, I might say to someone, oh, you're looking for the Jones. Um, they live further down the road. I might say they live farther down the road. So, you should know that in informal speech, we often use them interchangeably but grammatically, they are not the same. We usually use farther when we're talking about an actual distance like it's one kilometer farther. You need to go one kilometer farther um and then further we use, I don't know, it's more like an abstract thing like you need to go um yeah, when you were right, when you were explaining this, you didn't go far enough. You needed to go further but I will tell you this. It's grammatically incorrect but English speakers will often use these interchangeably, okay? So, they'll say things like he needs to go further or he needs to go farther. Um you should have thrown the ball further. You should have thrown the ball farther. If you were to say that, no one would correct you. I guarantee it. Maybe Brent can back me up on that. Brent from American English. Uh let's see here. Lara from Germany says, hello, Bob. Is there a difference between to get, to gain, to obtain? Passed my A levels today. Awesome. Congratulations. Also due to your help. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Lara. I'm happy that my lessons have been helping you. Hey, I'll answer that in a sec. I just feel like I need to do a little check. I'm glad the words are bigger. Um I'll work on that a bit more over the summer. Okay. So, when you get something, you know, on my birthday, I will get presents. That means people will give me presents but you have to be careful because the verb to get is rather complex. I can go get groceries today. So, that's an active thing that I'm doing. So, notice I use it in two different ways, okay? On my birthday, I get presents. That doesn't mean that I go to the store and buy presents. It means people give me presents but I can go get groceries or I can go um get some supplies from the store. So, that's me actively going to get things. Um to gain, we use when something increases. You can gain weight. Uh you can gain a lot of money with the right investments. Um and then when you obtain something, it's a more formal way to say that you're you're getting it, okay? You will obtain gifts on your birthday. We would never say that but it does mean the same thing. Uh let's see here. Yaroslav says, hi, teacher Bob. What is the most common confusing word pairs in Canada? Take care and have a nice weekend. So, from my list that I keep over the last few years um and we'll get to these, the most confusing word pair that people have asked me about is the difference between can and can't and the difference between man and men and I'll talk about those in a little bit. Um on that note, let's get back. Let's get back to the lesson. Here we go. So, this came up in a previous lesson where I talked about breath and breathe. So, breath refers to the actual air that's coming out of your mouth. They have very similar spellings. Breathe has an E on the end. Breath does not. 
In Canada, when it's really cold out in the winter, you can see your breath. In this picture, you can see this person's breath. It's so cold that the moisture in your breath can be vis- can be seen in the air. So, that's one of the good ways to remember the difference that in cold weather, you can see your breath. To breathe or breathe is the verb. When you breathe, it means you take air into your lungs, you inhale and then you exhale when you breathe. So, when someone is in an accident, they always check to see if the person is breathing. They want to make sure the person is breathing. They'll check their pulse to make sure their heart is beating and they might listen to see if they can hear the person breathing, okay? So, once again, breath, no E on the end and it's just pronounced breath. In the winter, you can see your breath and when you inhale and exhale, that's what we say when someone is breathing. So, to breathe means to inhale and then exhale. There, you learned three words on one slide. Good job, miss. Good job, Bob the Canadian. Um so, emigrate and immigrate are our next two. These two words to me sound very different but to some people, they can sound similar. Emigrate starts with kind of a a hard E, emigrate and immigrate starts with an I and this is how it works. I am in Canada. If I wanted to, I could emigrate, okay? So, when you emigrate, it means you leave a country. So, a lot of people when a country is not having is if a country's having a lot of political unrest or if there is war, people are eager to emigrate. They're eager to move away from that country. When you immigrate though, it means you come to a country. When someone moves to Canada from another country, we are saying that they immigrated to Canada. Um my grandparents immigrated to Canada. So, let me give you um the formal definition um of each of these. So, meaning of immigrate. So, let me make sure I'm on the right slide here. So, immigrate to leave one's own country in order to settle permanently in another. So, emigrate to leave one's own country in order to settle permanently in another. And then, of course, we have immigrate. I'm clicking on the wrong slides here. So, formal definition of immigrate. Come to live permanently in a foreign country. So, this is why I went too far. Um this is why we have the word immigrant. When you move to another country, when you arrive there, they will call you an immigrant. So, my grandparents were immigrants. They are people who moved from another country to Canada. Um let's see here. Principle and principle. So, here we have true homophones. These words sound exactly the same. They have slightly different spellings. A principal is someone who is in charge of a school. So, my boss is the principal of our school. He is the person who runs the show. He is the boss. He is the principal of a school. But a principal is like a concept or a truth, you know. I have certain principles I live by. I live by the principle that even though I'm not good at it, I should try to be nice to people every day. That's one of the principles that I live by. It's one of the ideas or thoughts, maybe rule that I live by but I work for my principle. When I go to work, I say hi to the principal every morning. 
Children in school are always worried that if they do something bad, they'll have to go to the principal's office. It's never a good idea to be a a bad kid because you might have to go see the principal. The teacher might say, uh you need to go to the principal's office. Uh I I'm tired of dealing with you. You're gonna have to talk to the principal. And then a principal is simply yeah, an idea or rule or code of conduct. Some people are very principled. They have certain principles that they live by. Um let's see here. Sensible and sensitive. This came up in a lesson a few months ago uh on describing people. Um and I have to admit I do get these wrong in French all the time as well. But a sensible person is a practical person. A sensible person would have an umbrella with on a day when it might rain. A sensible person would wear winter boots in the middle of the winter instead of running shoes. A sensible person does logical, practical, normal things, okay? So, they are someone who they they look at the weather forecast and they make a decision um based on that. They are sensible, they are practical. A sensitive person on the other hand and this can have two meanings. A sensitive person can themselves be very emotional. So, if you were a sensitive child, it might mean that you cried very easily, okay? You were very sensitive. Um if someone said something mean, you would cry. You were able to um as you went through life, you were you expressed emotions quickly, okay? You were very sensitive. But a sensitive person can also be a person who can sense other people's emotions and then feels sympathy or empathy. Sympathy is when you feel bad for someone. Empathy is when you know how they feel. So, two meanings for sensitive. A sensible person, we even have the um we even say sensible shoes. Um a sensible person wears sensible shoes. They wear the right footwear for the right weather. They buy the right vehicle. Um if you were a farmer and you bought a Ferrari, that's not very sensible. <laughs> uh if you were a farmer and you had a pickup truck, that would be very sensible. And again, a sensible person is very emotional or able to sense other people's emotions. Adverse and averse. So, adverse means not favorable, not nice. We use this word a lot when we are talking about the weather in the winter. Sometimes, there are adverse weather conditions. So, notice there's just one letter difference. Averse, adverse. So, often on the news in January or February, they will say, it's going to be a slow drive to work this morning. It will be a slow commute. There is a snowstorm. There are adverse weather conditions. So, again, adverse means not favorable, not nice, not good. Averse, we almost always use this in the negative with the word not in front of it. At least I do. So, I don't smoke but when I go to an outdoor social gathering, I'm not averse to other people smoking. When you are averse to something, it means you're against it. When you're not averse to something, it means you're it doesn't bother you, okay? Um so, I'm not averse to getting gifts from students at the end of the year um but I am averse to getting gifts from students before the school year is over. What that means is that when I am done grading and the student has gotten their final grade and if they want to give me a gift a week later, that's fine with me. 
What I'm averse to is sometimes students want to give teachers gifts before they've graded everything, before they've marked everything and that feels a little bit like bribery. So, averse means to be against and not averse means uh, to be in favor of. So, I'm not averse to students giving me gifts after I've given them their final grade for the semester. Uh aisle and aisle. So, aisle is spelt with an A at the beginning and aisle is not. They are pronounced by me exactly the same way. I'm not sure if there's any place where people speak English where they are pronounced differently but in the grocery store, there are many aisles, okay? When people get married in a church, they walk down the aisle. So, an aisle is just a walkway. Aisle, on the other hand, is just a small island, okay? So, I'm not sure if that's an island and it has a few aisles around it but an aisle is simply a small island. Uh let's see. Just looking at the question from adverse is don't like something and don't agree. Yes. Well, no. Adverse means unfavorable, okay? So, don't get them too confused, Jake. Um you might have to listen to my explanation one more time. That might help. Um but yes, there is an aisle. There are many aisles in the grocery store. In fact, a common question in a grocery store is can you tell me what aisle the butter is in? Can you tell me what aisle the cereal is in? And they'll say, oh, it's in aisle six or aisle seven. And then if you're really rich, you might have uh you might have purchased an aisle, a small island somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think any of us are doing that <laughs> anytime soon. Um loose and lose. So, when something is loose, it needs to be tightened. The nut on this bolt, maybe it's loose. So, this person has a wrench and they are going to tighten it. When you lose weight, sometimes your pants become loose. Sorry, I just used both words there. When you lose weight, sometimes your pants become loose. Um so, that's when something is not tight. Um my jeans got a little bit loose a few months ago but now they fit again. So, I think I've put weight back on. Um when you lose, it means that you don't win. If a soccer team or football team plays another football team and they don't win, we would say that they uh, they have lost. So, to lose is the opposite of to win um but it can also mean um like when you're talking about weight, you can lose weight. So, loose and lose. Hey, let me uh switch to questions and we're gonna go to members only for a bit. Let me check where I am. I think I'm doing making good time today. Um, let me get here and click save. So, first of all, thanks to the 493 people who are watching. You're awesome. Thank you so much for being here. If you're new here, don't forget to click that red subscribe button. Hey, I don't have to point as far when I'm this small on the screen. Um and then thank you especially to those of you who have clicked the join button below and become members of the channel. You're awesome. You help me make these English lessons in more ways than you think. My members of course, by subscribing or by becoming members, I get some money but they also support me in a lot of other ways. They're happy. They leave nice comments. They're just all around good people. So, thank you to all of you who are members. Uh you help me in more ways than one. Uh let me get a question on the screen though. Um I'm gonna skip the next one and I'll put that one up and then I'll look to the chat. Oh, I see Lolly saying, I can't bear a bear bear. So, bear with B-E-A-R is like an animal. 
And then B-A-R-E means to be naked. So, a naked bear would be frightening. Guhan has a question here though. Hello, Mr. Bob. No question today. I I expect Mr. Bob doing the video outside but it's inside. So, Guhan, I do these lessons inside. The Friday morning lesson, I usually do inside. And then, I do the Saturday lesson outside. It would just be a little bit much to set everything up to be ready to go by 8.30 in the morning. So, I like to do these inside. Let's check over here. Um Anua, does the word listen always fall always follow by two? Um listen to music, listen to the rain. Um I listen to the waves a lot of times. Yes, Anuat. I'll have to look that one up but every example I gave did have that to listen to. Um mode eggs. Hi, Mr. Bob. It's obviously not bad. So, I was talking in the chat. Sorry, in the comments I was responding um to Brent I think saying that in Michigan, my name is Bob but they would call me Bab because they have a really strong pronunciation of a different pronunciation of O. So, I loved your last video on Canadian English. Thanks for such a great video. Would you care to do a video where you say A 99 times what you did with get? I don't know, A. That would be a little tricky. Eugene says, hi, Bob. What's the difference between cop, copper, Seamus, constable, highway patrol, police and police officer? So, we in Canada use the word cop. We rarely say copper. Very British. I've not used the word Seamus. Constable is a very formal word like um my cousin is a police officer. He's a constable with the Ontario Provincial Police. Um so, it's just the title or rank. Highway patrol would be an American term for police that are usually just on the highways. Um and then I think in Canada, we use the cops or the police or we use police officer uh because we've stopped using policemen, okay? Because we wanna be gender equal. So, we say police officer. Sita, Mr. Bob, the lesson is great. This lesson is great. I'll watch it twice for sure. Thanks a lot. Great, Sita. Uh Ying Yi says, happy in your class learning. Good to see you, Ying Yi Fan. Maria says to Brent, you like to walk just like Bob. It's a healthy habit. I like it too but I prefer to run. Yeah, I, I went running yesterday. Well, I ran and walked and ran and walked and I'm really sore today. But Brent is uh, a walker too. Walking's great. It's healthy. It's easy to do. If you have the time, I recommend it as exercise for sure. Um SEO Wu says, I'm happy to see you, Bob. Thanks, SEO. Good to see you too. Julia says, hi, dear teacher. Could you please explain resign and resign pair and the effect? So, when you resign, it means you quit your job. But if you sign a paper and then you made a mistake, you might have to re-sign it. There's actually a dash. It's R-E dash re-sign. Slight different pronunciation though too, eh? Uh Miwako says, hi teacher. I hesitate to use won't. I'm afraid that listeners would think I'm saying want. So, I always have to use will not to avoid misunderstanding. Could you give me some advice? No, I won't. Yes. Yeah, I will. Sorry. I just wanted to use the word won't there. Um I want the school year to be done but it won't be done for a few more days. So, you hear the difference there? I want, want. So, try to draw out the sound on your own. Say it a lot. I want but it won't be over for a long time. So, I would say try to over pronounce it by yourself. Like just go for a walk and try to say them where you say the word like make it really long and say the vowel sound um like overpronounce it I would say a lot. That would help. Maria C says, 
Um, wait, let me see here. It's great to walk or run along the beach. Yes. I find it hard to walk in the sand though. Um, let's see. Ricardo. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you? Have a nice weekend and be safe. Thanks for your time. You're welcome, Ricardo. Um, American English with this guy says to Maria C. Get after it. I'm too old to run now. Yes. Running's hard on the knees. Maria C. Hello, Bob. How are you doing? What is the difference between specially and especially? Well, I yeah, I made this especially for you and this was specially made. It's tricky to explain that quickly. I should have added that to this lesson and prepared for it. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that, Maria, because I did just use them both in an example sentence but man, that is tricky. Uh keep arc, raise and rise. What's the difference? Well, yeah, in the morning, the sun will rise but we raise animals, okay? So, the sun will rise. It's something else doing an action but when you raise something, you're doing it. You raise your hand, okay? Um so, the difference I think is in who's doing it. Um uh, eggs. I have this pair, ruler and rural. I found a rare ruler in a rural area. So, a ruler is something you use to measure things or someone who is like a king or queen. They're called a ruler and I live in a rural area. The opposite of urban. The city is an urban area. The countryside is a rural area. Uh let's see here. Ricardo says, in the past, I learned a phrase, can you walk? Can you can a can like a can or can a can a can? Yes, can you can a can like a can or can can a can? That's how you would say that. So, a canner would be someone who puts things in cans and the verb to can means to put things in cans. So, you would say can a can or can a can like can you can a can like a can or can can a can? <laughs> That's a hard one. Uh let's see. Jamie and I didn't did it this morning. We saw the sunrise at the ocean. Yes, great walk on the beach. Guhan, what is as dull as a dishwasher? I don't know, Guhan. Uh I was a dishwasher once though. Uh, Maria C says to Brent, no one is too old to start running. There are people who are 90 years old or older and still do it. Maria, the problem, I'm not saying this about Brent. I'm talking about me now. The problem with running is I need to lose some weight before I start running more because running is really hard on my knees because I think I'm about 10 pounds heavier than I should be. So, first I need to lose some weight. Then I think I can run more. Lolly says, when I lose weight, my pants are loose. Totally. Um Rod says, my students go crazy with word pairs. Collar and color is one of their nightmares. Yes. Thanks, Rod. Ying Yi, thanks, teacher Bob. I like your class. Maria C, amazing. Modag says, maybe this one is easier. Bob was bobbing his head to pop music when he popped into the store to buy a pop. <laughs> Let me say that one again. Bob was bobbing his head to pop music when he popped into the store to buy a pop. Yeah, Bob and pop. You know, a little bit harder sound on the pop, isn't there? Brent says, did your students give you a challenge yesterday? The members video was another good one this week. Yeah, I actually went running yesterday. So, I went for my normal walk but I ran a hundred meters, walked a hundred meters, ran a hundred meters. So, I went for 42 minutes. 20 minutes of that, I was running and so, I'm sore today. Uh, Modang says, hi, Bob. It's a nice lesson. Sorry, no, Madi. I need my reading glasses, I think. Madi says, hi, Bob. It's a nice lesson. Rack and rock. They look and have the same pronunciation. They are different, definitely. So, rack. So, when you dry the dishes, you can dry them with a cloth or you can put them on a drying rack. 
You might have a rack you hang your clothes on but outside you might find a rock on the ground. So, definitely a different pronunciation. Uh, Ying Yi. Thanks, Bob. I really need to practice more English pronunciation. Glad I could help. Maria C. Don't worry, Bob. I know those two words are difficult to explain. Yeah, they they are. They are especially hard to explain. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Um, Lolly. I visited the capital with a capital letter, please. Oh, yeah. Capital. It's interesting because capital with an O is like the capital building but then capital with an A is like for capital letter. Um let's see. Brent's saying he broke his angle when he was younger and he says he has some pretty bad arthritis. My doctor advised him to no longer run. Yes, that can happen. Hey, I'm gonna turn off members only chat. Give me a second here to find the button. Let's see here. Live chat. Anyone can chat. There we go. Uh, as I do that, I, I think I just left this up <laughs> for the whole time. If you're wondering what was going on. Um Dave. Um yeah, I didn't see that. Maybe maybe I missed Guhan's question. Modag says sometimes it's not very nice when some people confuse Mr. Bob's name with another word by typing in the wrong number of O's. Yes, I've been called boob sometimes. A boob is something different. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Maria C. Yeah, I agree, Bob, with what you say about losing some weight before running because it may be a bit unhealthy but great that you did it yesterday. Yes, it was fun and enjoyable. Hey, um, let's get, let me do one, let me do a couple questions for a sec. Um, so, this is from Kavish. Hi, Bob. Can you elucidate, elucidate the subtle disparity between seem like and look like. Do these two phrasal resemble each other? Thanks in advance from Sri Lanka. So, when you when something seems like something or looks like something, the look like you're talking about physical appearance, okay? So, if I was to say Joe looks like his brother, it means they're very similar or if I was to say this looks like a cup that I had when I was a kid, I'm talking about the physical appearance. Seems like is a little broader. You know, you could say uh it seems like you're angry today or it seems like it might rain today. That basically is more than just physical um what something looks like but it's definitely um they're definitely very similar. We use them in similar ways. The difference is whether we're talking about physical appearance or just all attributes. Next from Island Resort. Hi, teacher. What is the difference between sweet and suit? Because I always in a mess and teacher Bob, you are a great teacher in Canada. So, I did that right at the beginning. I think you probably saw it. This question probably came a bit later. So, a suit is something you wear with a tie and a suite is a place you stay if you go to a hotel. Let's get back to the lesson though. Where am I at here? Oh, yeah. We're doing well. Can and can't. So, these are opposites of each other. This person can ski. This person can't ski. I'm probably over pronouncing a little bit. When we speak very quickly in English, we say things like, um, can you ski? Yeah, I can ski. And then, can you ski? No, I can't ski. So, you see how can't, that T at the end is sometimes under pronounced. We don't enunciate it very well. I can ski. I can't ski. I can ski. I can't ski. I can ski. Can you ski? I can I can ski. He can ski. She can ski. We can all ski. Can you ski? No, I can't ski. So, when I say can't, 
when I speak quickly and when I speak in my normal informal Bob the Canadian uh, English uh, speed and pronunciation, it's hard to hear the T. The best way to practice this is to say it yourself a lot. I can walk. I can't walk. <laughs> Sorry. I can run. I can't run. Um and then listen to try to listen actively. There's a there's a website called Youglish. I don't know if you've ever used it but Youglish is a great website because it lets you type in a word and then it will find YouTube videos and it will let you listen to a bunch of YouTube videos where someone's using that word. Um it's called Youglish. Maybe I should put that in the chat. Um so, it's called Youglish. I think I spelled it right. Youglish.com. It's a cool website. So, you can type in the word can't and then it will find like 500 YouTube videos and then it will actually be at the spot where a person is using can't in a sentence and then you can just click forward, forward, forward and listen to a bunch of it. Word and world. This is another classic word pair. This is one of the first word pairs that someone asked me about when I started teaching English online. Word. This is the word. Hello. Word. Add an L and we have world. World is a challenging word to say for people who are learning English. Word is not. It's usually fairly easy to say word. I've learned five words today. How many words have you learned? I've learned over a thousand words in English. World though has an a weird ending to it. The R-L-D is very challenging to pronounce. You're making two different sounds really close to each other. World. World. So, it starts with were but it ends with world. L-D, l-d. So, I'm actually saying an L and a D really close together. World. I'm not gonna say anymore. I think you know the difference in meaning between word and world but world is definitely a tricky one. Um and it's hard sometimes for people to say but sometimes it can be hard for people to understand when uh someone is speaking quickly as well. Um break and brake. So, on a car, you have brakes. When you hit the brakes, the brake lights come on at the back of your car. Sometimes you go to the mechanic and the mechanic needs to fix your brakes. So, spelled differently exactly the same pronunciation as break. These people are on a break. Sometimes um you might have an accident and you might break your arm, okay? That means that you have to get a cast. Not a very nice thing. Um it's better uh, you're better off having to get your brakes fixed um than breaking your arm, okay? So, again, brakes are what make a vehicle stop, okay? You have to hit the brakes. B-R-A-K-E and brake is a word that has many meanings but the two main ones would be to take a break. Um after I'm done this lesson, I have to teach a class and then I'm going to take a break. Jen will come in in about two hours and we'll have a coffee break. Um and then sometimes uh things break. Sometimes your computer will break. That's never fun. I never enjoy it when my computer is broken. Um give and take. This is similar to lend and borrow. So, in this picture, the person on I don't wanna say left or right. The person on this side of the picture is giving the person on the other side their flowers. So, the person on the far side is taking the flowers. The person on this side is giving the flowers, okay? 
Um so, hopefully that made some sense. I'm not sure I put the arrows in the best place when I made the pictures um but when you give something, you have it and you are handing it to someone else. When you take something, someone is handing it to you and you take it from them. Let's see here. This one um I chose different and difference because this comes up a lot in how people ask their questions when they're watching my live streams. Many of you who have been around for a while will say, what is the difference between this word and this word? But some people will use the word different which is incorrect. So, if you look at this picture, I'll give you some example sentences. Um the red um what are those? Game pieces are different than the black game piece, okay? There's something different about them. So, you might ask this question, what is the difference? Okay? So, notice something is different. When you look outside, you'll notice that there are different kinds of trees. You might see two trees that are different and you might ask yourself, what is the difference? The difference is one is an evergreen tree and one has leaves that fall off every year. So, notice a subtle difference between these two. I didn't mean to use the word to define the word but if you look at this, something is different, okay? So, you might look at two words and think something is different about this word and then you might ask, what is the difference? So, when you the difference is when you define what is different between the two. Hopefully, that made some sense. Um thank you, Stool, for the super chat. Very awesome of you. Thank you very much for supporting me and the work that I do. Past and past. These are said exactly the same way. Technically, past ends in a T, a hard T and past ends in a hard D but when I am talking and I'll just talk about me, I say these exactly the same way. He passed the ball to the other player. Um he passed and then he passed to someone else and then they scored. In the past, I've done a lot of different types of jobs. So, the past is time that is behind me and past is the past tense of to pass. So, he passed the ball um and then in the past, people um yeah, I'm trying to think of an example sentence. In the past, life was a lot more difficult than it is now. And then here we go. Man and men. Man and men. There is one man at the store. There were many men at the store. This is one where the difference in meaning is very clear. Man is singular. Men is plural. Um when you have one single man, you say man and when there's many of them, you say men but it can sound very similar when um an English speaker speaks very quickly. Um and so, I think you have to listen to the other words in the sentence, okay? There was a man at the store the other day. There was a man. There was a man at the store the other day. Um there were many men at the store the other day. So, notice you might have to look at the words around it and as I say them quickly, they do start to sound very similar, okay? I'm a man. My brothers and I are men. I'm a man. My brother and I are men. Man, men. Hopefully, that made some sense. <laughs> it was uh the more I say these words, the more they sound strange to me. Do you ever have that where the more you pronounce something, the stranger it sounds? That's what can happen sometimes. 
Hey, that was the lesson on word pairs. Thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna do some questions now and wrap this up in a bit. Let's go to the next question. This is from Ario. Ario says, hola, Mr. Bob. How are you? I'm good, Ario. I'm late. How to learn confusing words? I'm gonna fix the little thing there. Confusing words. Thank you. I think you need to use them. I think the key to um learning like if there's word pairs that seem similar is you have to deliberately use them. Um so words like sensible and sensitive. You could say, oh, that like my nephew's a very sensitive child. He cries a lot. My aunt is very sensible. She always buys um the she always wears the right clothes for the weather. Uh let's see here. I Tugun says, good morning, Mr. Bob. I got these two words, eliminate and illuminate. When you eliminate something, you get rid of it. Sometimes people will have um an insect infestation in their house. Um sometimes we have a lot of flies in our house and we wanna eliminate them. It means we wanna get rid of them. We want them gone. When you illuminate something, so I use this light over here. So, you can see it's dark now. I need to illuminate myself a bit more. I need to get more light on me. So, I can turn on my light. Now, it's this is better. There's better illumination. Let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next one. SL Lanka, maybe ask that in the comments. It's a little tricky for me to explain that um live. So, let's uh, add that to the comments later. Um let's see here. Wait. I think I did something wrong here. Previous. Give me a sec here. I think I've done it right now. Sorry if things were flashing over there. Um good morning, Mr. Bob. Earlier, you'd mentioned the word suit. Sometimes, I wonder what is the difference between suit and fit. Is that about size? No. Like if something suits you, like um teaching English on YouTube suits me. It means it's something that I like to do and it's matches my personality. Um sometimes you might know someone who really likes reading and they get a job as a librarian. That would suit them. It means that it's a good um it's a good thing for them to do. And then we would say fit um we would say it's a good fit. So, hopefully, I'm not confusing you there with those two explanations, Giovanni. Um Daniela, what is the correct way to learn English? Do it every day um and spend 30 minutes to an hour every day and make sure you're reading, writing, listening and speaking. If you're going to do one of those four things more than the others, do the listening more because it can be easier. Um and the correct way to learn English is um just whatever way you're doing it ensuring that you're doing it. Um the wrong way to learn English is to sign up for a class and then not go and that does happen quite a bit. Um Maya has the next question. Let me just check something here. Hi, Bob. What is correct about the word accept? Accept or accept for something? Thank you. <laughs> Let me just read this again to make sure I'm getting this. Oh, accept. I think I say except for a lot. Except the no, you can say that. So let me think of some examples. Um all of our cats are orange except one is I was gonna say red. We don't have a red cat. All of our cats are orange except one is black. Can you tell 
I'm starting to think about what I have to do today and I'm having trouble focusing. I I better finish these questions quick before I start to make no sense at all. Um you don't have to have four behind it. You can say except one is black. Um Oscar likes all the cats except one. There's one cat that he doesn't like. Um you could say except for one, except one. You could actually say both. Okay. Um Tom, what's the difference between Greenland and Greenland? So, we would say them differently. Greenland is actually part of Denmark. It's that huge island to the northwest of the United Kingdom. Um and Greenland is just an area of land that has lots of green things growing on it. Oh, Fyodor. Hello, Bob. I would like to know what little fix there to the what are dictionaries with confusing word pairs called? I don't know if there are any. I don't know if there's enough confusing word pairs to make one. Um maybe that's something that I should look into. Raphael. Can I say in winter you can see me breathing, see my breath. We would almost always say you can see my breath. Like look, you can see my breath. Um what you're mentioning is not incorrect but it's not common to say you can see me breathing. Because generally, we're referring to the fact that you can see our breath in the air. Um here's from Dimitri. Hello, magnificent Mr. Bob. How are you doing today? Good. The other day, just like Modi Mode did, I saw the four-toed toad was painted on a toad car. That was funny. Nice work. So, we have toad and toad and toad. All pronounced the same by the way. Um toes are on your feet. A toad is like It looks kind of like a frog but they are different, right? And then a toad car is a car being pulled by another car or a tow truck. Um let's see here. Sir, he says, hi, Bob. In slow speech like yours, I sort of can distinguish man and men but in fast speech, do you native struggle with distinguishing these ones? Have a nice day. No, because I think we often hear the word in context. You know, there was a man in the town the other day and he was driving his car really fast or there were three men in a car and they were eating pizza. So, notice there was a man. There were three men. There's almost always other words um around them that you can use to kind of figure out what is being said. Edwin says, good morning, teacher Bob. I've been confused with using the the words sorrow and pain and I want to know the difference between sweet and candy. So, Sorrow is when you feel sad. Pain can be physical pain like if you hit your hand really hard, you might have pain but you can also um use pain to mean sorrow. Like when someone if someone you know has died, you might feel a lot of sorrow and pain. They mean the same thing. It means extreme sadness. Uh let's see here. Slava, Mr. Bob, have you heard anything about mnemonics for better word memorization? Yeah, so mnemonics are where you take things like um a word and then you use the first letter of a word in order to make other words like um you take the word smart. Wait, let me think of if there's a good mnemonic. Reading, writing, listening, speaking. I can't make a mnemonic out of that but reading R-W-L-S. So, you could make a word that helps you remember that you need to read, write, listen and speak. I don't know if I made a good I don't know if that was a good description but uh mnemonics do work for some people. 
Let's see. Hi, teacher Bob. Could you make a lesson explaining why some words have a hyphen between and what is the correct? Crew neck or crew neck. Thanks. So, a hyphen is usually used when you're making an adjective out of two words in front of a noun. Hopefully, that made sense. So, if you said it's a crew neck sweater, it would probably have a dash in it. Okay. So, if I say I'm a lifelong learner, life and long would have a dash between them. I think I said that right. Um I'm just checking for a sec. Yeah. So, I'll do a lesson about that at some point, Zul. It is it is a little tricky when we make adjectives out of things. Um let's see. Next question from Naomi. Hi, teacher Bob. Pair and pair can be a pair of confusing words. Can't they be? Would you give some examples of a pair of? So, I have a pair of shoes. My son actually just got a new pair of shoes yesterday. Um they came in the mail. I've never ordered shoes online. So, I thought that was interesting. Um and we used to have a pear tree on the farm where we would pick pears and we would eat the pears. Um but yes, you often put a pair of shoes on before you go outside. Um Stella says, hello, Bob. I'm always confused. Recipe and receipt. Is there any good way to memorize? You need to use them. Yes. So, when you make something in the kitchen, you use a recipe. When you buy something, you get a receipt. So, that is the difference. I think I think I'm done. Right on time. It's exactly 9.30 for me. Sorry, I seemed I might have seemed a little um out of sorts towards the end there. I think I have a fairly busy morning. I have a very nice afternoon but after this, I have quite a few things to do and you know how sometimes your mind starts thinking about other things before you're done the thing you're doing. So, that was happening a little bit towards the end of the lesson. Uh, I hope I still made some sense. Uh thanks to the 442 people who are still here. I know we were close to 500 at one point. So, awesome to see everyone. If you're new here, don't forget to click that red subscribe button and if you wanna support me, there is a join button below. You can click that to get some more details. I always appreciate it when people support what I do. I'm glad this lesson worked perfectly. The resolution is a little higher today. Um I'm using my new camera for my indoor lesson. So, I was also a little nervous that things weren't gonna work but we did a one hour lesson with no dropped frames and I think everything worked great. So, I'm not sure it looked much clearer to you but uh, the lesson was um one resolution higher than normal. So, hopefully, I can keep doing that. Anyways, thanks for being here. Thanks to Todd and Dave for moderating the chat. Thanks to Brent from American English with this guy and Rod, the Brazilian English teacher for hanging out. As I've said before, it's always good to have a few other English teachers in the chat. Um and I'll just say bye to a few people. Bye to Lolly Lolly and Julia Olis and Key Park and Brent from American English with this guy. Bye to Rod. Bye to Maria C. Let me scroll back. Island Resort. Bye to Island Resort. Judith. Bye to Judith. Dimitri is here. I know there's usually uh, Linda's here. Ruslan is here. Wee Yi. Dimitri. I think I said Dimitri already but there's a lot of Dimitris. Eugene from Etobicoke. Mode Eggs. Anna Takahashi. Uh let me scroll back a bit more. I like saying bye to people but in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, wrap it up, Bob. You gotta get to work. Well, I don't have to go to work but I have lessons to teach in a few minutes. Anyways, that being said, bye everybody. Have a great day. Uh live stream tomorrow. It might 
be inside. It might be outside. I'm not sure about the weather yet. We'll have to wait and see. Anyways, this was fun. I'll see you tomorrow with another live English lesson. Um and remember this lesson does come out in a shorter format in a few days. Okay? So, if you wanna rewatch it, it won't be as long as last week's. Last week's was a little long. It'll be about half the length. So, a quick re-listen. I remove all of the user questions and it's just the pure lesson. So, look for that. Anyways, bye. I'll stop talking now. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.